the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Good afternoon and welcome to Sports Day for another Wednesday afternoon. Stoked to have your company here with us on SENWA. And we've got a big show coming your way today as well. We're going to talk a heap of cricket. We've got Tristan Lavalette jumping on from ESPN Crick Info. We'll go through the Prime Minister 11, uh, Prime Minister's 11 match so far from today as uh, Pakistan have gone big boy on some of their runs. Six for 324 in a day is uh, probably a little bit more than a lot of us were expecting out of uh, the Pakistani cricket team across any of their upcoming matches uh, in a day at least. Anyway, so we'll check that one out. And uh, we saw a text come through during Hayes and Mato uh, saying that uh, Australia used seven bowlers and Cam Green wasn't one of them. So we'll try and get to the bottom of just what they are using Cam Green for at the moment. But we are here thanks to Kia. Epic has arrived, the all-electric Kia EV9, the all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. And Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. You can get involved at the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Or you can give us a call this afternoon, a lovely Wednesday afternoon for a little phone chat between me and you on air, 13 12 55. That is the place to do it. Now, before we get to the good oil, here's another piece of uh, information you might not have gathered, but you would have been have to have been under a pretty big rock to have not heard about it. But number one draft pick, Harley Reid, has been cleared of serious injury after going down at pre-season training in Dunsborough on Wednesday. He fell to the ground during a midfield drill. He grabbed his quad. He was uh, limping off. And then he's been seen with ice on the affected area. The initial signs were worrying, uh, but Adam Simpson this afternoon has confirmed that the teenager only has a corked quad. So let's hear from Simo and that presser as he says everything's all good with Harley Reid. Hearts and mouths earlier, Harley's hobbled off the track. Can you tell us anything about it? Yeah, I think we just got to just everyone just calm down a little bit with, with you know, the injuries and all that sort of stuff. He's got a corky. Um, today's a low day for us, so there's a lot of guys in and out of training, so I wouldn't read too much into, you know, injuries. Um, you know, I think we had 42 on the track on Monday, so a couple of little, little niggles here and there. I think Dom's out for a little bit with his foot. Um, young Archer Reid come in with a pre-existing issue with his knee, which is going to take it easy with him as well, but um, outside of that, I think Hewitt might be... You know, his foot might be a couple of weeks off off legs as well. But outside of that, we're actually pretty healthy. So he starts off, that's Simo, uh, Adam Simpson, the West Coast Eagles coach, by telling you how many they've had on the track and then starts listing off all the ones that are under a bit of a cloud at the moment. The uh, list started to get pretty long there. We got it to about three, I think. But just, uh, you know, to reassure and rest assure everyone, all the Eagles fans out there, the Harley Reid is A-OK. They're expecting him to keep cracking along with pre-season, get a good one under his belt, and then perhaps even make his debut round one next year. Wouldn't that be something to see? Get involved on Sports Day this afternoon on the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 as we bring you the good oil for Cobram Estate, Premium Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil. And today it has to be Christina Matthews stepping down as the Wacker CEO. Now, under her... Uh, 
under her CEO ship, if that is a word. Uh, WA teams have won an unparalleled 14 titles across all five of Australia's women's and men's domestic competition. Uh, additionally, 31 West Australian players have represented Australia across all formats during this period. Uh, Ms Matthews' legacy will be equally a strong off-field, highlighted by the commencement of the $163.4 million Wacker Ground Improvement Project, which will revitalise the venue into a sporting and community hub with cricket at its heart. Now, before uh, jumping on... Uh, at WA Cricket, Ms Matthews was best known as Australia's most capped female test cricketer with 20 appearances from 1984 to 1995. The world record holder for most dismissals by a wicketkeeper in tests with 58 and both of those remain unsurpassed today. Additionally, she played 47 uh, one-dayers. I was a former national selector and spent nine years at Cricket New South Wales. So a fantastic tenure and uh, one that is going to leave a legacy and certainly an imprint on cricket in WA across the years to come. Uh, just fantastic work. I think she's completely revolutionised the Wacker and changed things for the better. And for that, we uh, commend her on Sports Day WA. And that's thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Now, you might have heard Hazelmato this afternoon and <laughs> that last night, Paul Hazelby was awarded the coveted Jeff Christian Award for most outstanding media performer for 2020. 23 by the WA Football Guild. It was very well deserved. Uh, Hayes was awarded the prestigious honour for his work on SENWA, the run home, of course, his special comments on AFL Nation broadcasts, as well as his weekly segment on Channel 10 with Lockie Reid, and also his weekly footy column in the West Australian. Uh, so the Jeff Christian Award, considered the top gong in WA football media. He shared it with Channel 7's Ryan Daniels. So an amazing effort from Hayes and also an amazing effort from Tim Gossage, who got life membership at the uh, WA Football Guild last night, the Media Awards. So fantastic effort from both of those guys. It's a privilege to learn off both and to uh, work with both as well. I'll be working with Goss uh, tomorrow. I think I'm bringing him in on his holidays. That's how good I'm going at the moment. But uh, yeah, love to see their work and also really appreciate the uh, you know, the, the advice that they pass on. But uh, also to come today, we'll hear a bit more from uh, Adam Simpson's presser and also Ruben Jimby's presser from uh, this afternoon as they're down at the moment in Dunsborough for the West Coast Eagles community camp. But let's get moving to that, actually. Let's check in with Adam Simpson and see how the rest of the group is going. They're all fit and firing. And here he was speaking earlier today, Adam Simpson. Ellie yeah, did leave uh, early, barely got in. Uh, nothing. Yeah, deload day, uh, Monday and Friday. So well, I hope we're not going to do injury watch every day, guys. Um, just, just we need to relax a little bit because um, guys are going to be in and out of training. And as much as we want to be healthy come round one, we're going to have some ups and downs. So um, at the moment, we're in a pretty good space. There's no one you're too concerned about missing the early part of the season? Who's that? There's no one at your No, no, everyone's available for round one. It's a great way to put it. And we'll, we'll start with that. Are you impressed with what you've seen so far down here at Community Camp? Yeah, well, and this is just, we're probably in a bit of a deload week. The guys have come back in really good shape. Um, they probably started two weeks before the young guys were due back. The senior guys got together and um, we're a bit, bit in front of where we thought we'd be with them coming back so ready. So. Um, that's been really pleasing and, and obviously Friday will ramp up again, but it's been a pretty good block. Who's really impressed you in their pre-season so far? Yeah, well, I mean, the second year players are always the ones you look out for because they, they now know what it's like to, to have a proper off-season and, and get ready. So 
all the guys, the second year players, all look in pretty good shape. Um, the squad looks a lot quicker than previous years, which is exciting. And uh, you know, we're doing a bit more match sim a bit earlier. So uh, the, the standard, you know, second year player, Ruben's actually really stood out. Um, Elijah up until he hurt his foot. Campbell Chester, you know, those guys. And then the senior boys have done so much work off off in the break. Have they're ready to go. So the McGovern's and Barras and Duggan and Oscar and those guys, they all, they all look in good shape. Do you think they were motivated given, you know, the outcome last year to go a bit harder this pre-season? Uh, I don't, don't know if it's motivation. It's just reality now. You get so much time off. What you do to prepare for, for a pre-season, it's just different than coming back in a short time. So they've, they've done their work. Like I suspect every player in the competition's done, but they've probably done it together more in the break. Adam Simpson, the West Coast Eagles coach, speaking earlier this afternoon from Dunsborough and the West Coast Eagles community camp. So basically saying he hopes it's not a uh, injury watch every afternoon or whenever he has to speak, but such has been the West Coast Eagles' luck of late. That's... Uh, that's most of the questions, isn't it? Uh, um, with uh, who's going to be out on the field, who's coming back at the moment. But uh, Lisa from Ellenbrook with a great text. You can do the same. Get involved on 0487 736 736 on the temperate bedshed text line. Lisa says, hi, Paul. Clubs never tell you the truth about injuries. Always nothing to see here. They need to be more transparent for us members. Uh, sorry, us members and fans deserve that. Well and truly, we do, Lisa. But, um, yeah, it's... Maybe if they explained why it was, um, you know, so shrouded in secrecy, is it, you know, for the advantage over another team? Is it, you know, the ducks and drakes that we used to hear thrown around? I feel like that terminology has gone out of, uh, you know, the common usage, that's for sure. But I can't understand how they are sometimes classified. Wasn't there a change last year as well when it was, I think um, it got to likely or unlikely instead of actually telling you how far off a player would be from uh, returning to football. But, yeah, I- I'm not too sure why they do treat the fans the way that they do. Lisa, we should be able to know how long a player's going to be, if they're going to be back, or you, know, you get the feeling sometimes with long-term injuries that you can just tell that this player is not going to be back. They're not going to make it back this year, but you're getting told that, hey, maybe two or three rounds, and that player will be back out on the field. So hard to understand, hard to wrap your head around, but uh, maybe one day we'll have a better understanding of it. Big Al on the text line. G'day to Al. Hope you're going well, mate. Uh, said, in the Prime Minister's 11 versus Pakistan, seven bowlers were used. Cam Green wasn't one of them. What are they doing with this lad? Thanks for sending the text in. Big Al as well this afternoon. So just to go through some of those bowlers, Mark Steckity, Nathan McAndrew, Jordan Buckingham, who I didn't know a lot about before today, but he possibly looked like the most dangerous out there, had very good rhythm, nice movement, and a nice bit of pace as well. Toddley Murphy had a bowl, Bo Webster and Nathan McSweeney. So Steckity, uh, McAndrew, Buckingham, and also Murphy all picked up the wickets uh, of the six for 324, which Pakistan made. Shah Massoud is still there, 156 not. Baba Azam made 40. Uh, Abdullah Shafiq made 38. And Safraz Ahmed made a nice 41. Towards the end of play, Cameron Bancroft took a great screamer in slip at one point as well. So that's the other advantage of picking a Cam Bancroft for your team is that you get a great fielder involved as well. So we'll wait and see. 
if Cam gets a look in at any point this upcoming summer, we're pretty sure we've already got three uh, tests that will have David Warner and also Usman Kawaja at the top of the order. Also saw a bit one today with if they went for the Cam Green line and bought him in the middle order, they might perhaps move Marnus Labuschagne up to opening. But not too sure if I can see that one or uh, understand the workings of that plan just yet. Maybe you can help me understand on the temperate bedshed text line this afternoon. 0487 736 736. You are with Paul Heath on Sports Day this afternoon and we're going to get on our way to catching up with Tristan Lavalette from ESPN Cricket Info really soon to uh, get an update from the PM's 11 match and also a bit of a preview for the Big Bash League which gets underway tomorrow afternoon. We're going to run through about a handful of the teams including the Perth Scorchers and see who the favourite might be for the upcoming tournament. But this is Sports Day on SENWA. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at Nutrient Nutrient.com.au. We'll be right back with Tristan Lavalette just after this. Great to have you with us this Wednesday afternoon on Sports Day. It is Paul Heath with you. Keep the text coming on the temperate bedshed text machine 0487 736 736. Or even better, give us a call this afternoon on 13 12 55 if you have any best 22 of 2023 nominations to come through. Our team is getting pretty full, but uh, there's always room for one more. That temperate bedshed, uh, bedshed text line is there thanks to Bedshed. Experts in temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. Check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. And uh, coming up next, it's time for Chats with Mates and get yourself $20 off for five months with Mate Internet uh, at the moment with Mate, which is fantastic. As we uh, turn our attention to Tristan Lavalette from ESPN Crick Info to uh, catch up on a bit of cricket with the uh, Prime Minister's 11 match undergoing and also the Big Bash League about to get underway tomorrow afternoon. Let's chat about it all with Tristan. Good afternoon to you, Tristan. Hi, Paul. How's it going? Good, mate. Thank you so much for the time uh, this afternoon. Now, the Prime Minister's 11 match underway. Pakistan, 324 in a day. Uh, some pretty good runs out there. Were, were, were there any surprises for you from Pakistan and also their uh, sort of application to the tour match? Not particularly because uh, they have sort of promised to undergo a bit of a, I guess, a, a baseball style approach, <laughs> which seems to be a bit in vogue these days, of course. Mm. Um, so they, uh, yeah, they, they started pretty aggressively um, in the, on the first day of the tour. Um, obviously, the conditions in Canberra are a lot different to what it's probably going to be like in Perth, a bit of a slower pitch in uh, Canberra and batting friendly, which probably not going to be the case in Perth. There's uh, expectations that it's going to be fast and bouncy. So it's, uh, but still, it's a very good start for Pakistan. So they'll be happy with the captain, uh, their new captain, Shah Masood, getting a century. So um, a pretty solid first up effort, I think, from Pakistan. Jordan Buckingham was uh, probably the pick of the bowlers today. I uh, didn't know a lot about him before today's match. He had great rhythm across his spells, picked up three wickets. Uh, looks a good prospect. Yeah, yeah, there's been good form for. South Australia in the shield this season. So he's pretty young. I think he's about 24. He's sharp, um, not express pace, but, you know, sort of in the mid-130s, but he can swing it around, uh, good line and length. So I reckon he's he's probably not um, sort of close to the, the test team at the moment. Obviously, there's uh, quite a, a line of uh, young bowlers sort of waiting to, uh, to get in at the moment, but he's probably one, I reckon, to 
look out for in the future, probably maybe even the Ashes, uh, the next Ashes two in 27, uh, if not before. Mm, looks like, uh, yeah, good bowler for one of those uh, pitches. Uh, we had a text earlier from Big Al wondering why um, seven Australian bowlers got a roll today, but Cam Green not bowling at the moment. Is there a hold on him rolling the arm over? Did he just not get used today? Uh, anything you noticed or know about that? Yeah, there's. Uh, I think he was only going to bat in this match. Mm. So I think they just uh, a little bit uh, mindful of his... Uh, well, he hasn't played a whole heap, actually, in recent times, as we discussed last time. He, he played in the, the Shield match, of course, um, against Queensland. Uh, didn't play a lot in uh, the World Cup. But, of course, he's been uh, abroad for a long, long time. He's had a pretty taxing year. So I think they're just sort of easing him into the the summer a little bit. Um, he's probably unlikely to play in the first test. I think Mitch Marsh is, is going to get the nod, um, even though Cam Green batted very well against uh, Queensland last week. So he's put his hand up, but I think Mitch Marsh will get the nod. And I think they're just going to be pretty cautious with, with Cam Green. So he's unlikely to bowl in the match, um, but it'll be interesting to see how he goes with the bat. Uh, Shah Masood and Baba Azam, as we were saying, occupying the crease for some great practice time. Uh, how is the Pakistan lineup shaping up for the first test? Are we pretty much seeing the 11 that you think they'll choose uh, in this game? Yeah, I think they've predominantly got the, the lineup. Um, it's an interesting team with Pakistan because they've um, a little bit shorthanded. They don't have uh, a couple of their quicks, and I've seen Shah's injured. Harris, Ralph, actually contentiously has actually have ch- has chosen to play in the BBL over um, Pakistan, which is interesting. Um, but certainly with the bat, I think uh, it, it's pretty much their lineup, and they do have some talent. Obviously, as you mentioned, uh, Shamasud, the, the captain, has started well. Um, Baba Azam looked in pretty good nick, um, made 40. Uh, he's the key, I think. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's arguably the best, uh, you know, one of the best batters in the world when he's going. So he, he batted very well the last time he was in Australia for a test series in 2019, made a century. So he's, uh, they're going to really rely on him to to thwart the Australian attack um, early here in Perth. But look, it looks like a very, very difficult ask for Pakistan. They're coming into uh, this series with a lot of upheaval behind the scenes, scenes which isn't unfamiliar uh, unfortunately for Pakistan, but it's uh, it's things have sort of gone awry for them uh, behind the scenes. So it's already it looks like a, a very daunting mission for, for them against Australia. They haven't won a Test match in Australia since uh, 1995. So um, I think uh, it looks like sort of mission possible. But let's just hope they're at least competitive. So looking at their bowling attack, I'm not quite familiar with uh, any of the guys that they've uh, picked in the 11 for the Prime Minister's 11 match. Uh, what can we expect uh, from the Pakistan bowling attack this summer? Is there you know, a couple of quicks? Is there a couple of spinners? Uh, yeah, what, what's to be expected from their bowling attack? Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting because obviously Pakistan usually have such a um, wealth of uh, bowlers and such a formidable uh, pace attack, but... It's not quite the case at the moment. As I mentioned, they're a little bit short-handed. Um, Shine Shahafridi is their main uh, hope with the, the ball, but he's not playing in the match. Uh, I'm not sure if he's being rested or he's uh, just uh, not playing. But he, he's probably the their main uh, strike weapon. Um, they got Amir 
Jamal, who's um, only uncapped at test level, shown a little bit in um, T20 cricket. Uh, he's someone who might be able to, to have a bit of an impact for them. Um, Abriya Ahmed is a, a leg spinner. Um, again, someone who hasn't played a whole heap of uh, test cricket. I think he's only played about uh, six matches, but he's got a pretty formidable record um, in his short career. Um, and he's, uh, I think, sort of in his mid-20s, uh, has done well on the subcontinent um, at home in Pakistan and uh, in Sri Lanka. But it's going to be another test here in Australia because uh, the key, obviously, on these wickets in Australia is usually bounce. So whether um, uh, their bowlers can extract that bounce and make it uncomfortable, uncomfortable for the Australian batters um, remains to be seen. So Harris, Bancroft, Renshaw, Green, all in the side, all waiting for a bat. What's on the line in this as it's been easy to be swept up in the rhetoric? And what do you think will happen for whoever does score the most runs here or looks the best? Is there a spot waiting for them after those three tests of the David Warner farewell tour? Well, it should be. I think, uh, look, it seems to be that the selectors aren't really confident um, (laughs) with any of them, to be honest. Otherwise, I think they'll probably be, one of them would probably be playing because uh, David Warner's really only hung on to his spot, um, you know, by by a thread. Really, um, his, his form hasn't been good for for probably the last couple of years at Test level. So uh, it probably indicates that the selectors don't have the confidence um, on the guys underneath. Uh, even though Cameron Bancroft, in particular, has had a couple of outstanding Shield seasons, so. Uh, so I'd say he probably should be the next in line, um, but Renshaw uh, has also started the Shield season pretty well. Marcus Harris hasn't. I think the pressure is probably most on him to perform here. Um, but certainly for Cameron Bancroft, if he can get a, a century uh, against Pakistan, that's certainly going to, I think, probably edge him ahead um, to replace David Warner. Usman Kawaja's comment on uh, picking class over form, saying you can't pick teams on form, you've got to pick teams on who you think the best player is. Class is always permanent, form is always temporary. Do you think that's just uh, an opinion that he has or do you think that's an opinion which is within the Australian uh, cricket team? Yeah, I think uh, if you look at historically, I think Australian uh, selectors usually do go for class and Mm guys who uh, they believe there was always uh, a long time ago. Mark War, of course, kept uh, basically keeping spot towards the end just purely on his uh, sort of class and reputation, even though uh, there were a whole bunch of guys at Shield level who were making a lot of runs. And I think that uh, sort of mantra has held throughout uh, the, the decades. So, look, I'm not sure why um, someone like Cameron Bancroft's not getting a, a go. I think uh, there has been some sort of perception over him that he perhaps doesn't have that class that you sort of mentioning maybe at that next level. But uh, I think he's got the runs on the board, uh, shield level. He's got the form. Uh, he hasn't played test cricket for four years. Uh, so I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to show that he does have the class at test level. So uh, I think it'll be interesting to see which way they go, but mm. there's still uh, a little bit of work to be done Yet. 
Always a bit more to shake out, but uh, something that is about to happen very, very soon is Big Bash League 13 about to get underway tomorrow afternoon. Let's uh, run through a couple of teams and uh, their hopes and also uh, some of the imports that they have for the season. We'll start off with the champions, of course, over here in WA, the Scorchers, last year's winners. Uh, Zach Crawley only available for around the first six games. Laurie Evans is back following his positive doping test and a list of the usual robust and reliable cricketers rounding out at the Scorchers roster. How do you see them going this season? Well, I think they're the favourites. <laughs> Until <laughs> someone knocks them over, I think they deserve uh, to be the favourites. We've just seen it so many times over the years, back-to-back champs. They've pretty much got a, you know, pretty much the same team uh, as last season. So it's hard to see them not at least challenging. Of course, there's always the availability of, of players. Um, yeah, Zach Crawley, not going to play such a huge part, but still should be fairly important. They have to, he'll probably replace uh, Cameron Bancroft, who's uh, departed to the Sydney Thunder. Uh, so he'll probably bat at the top. Um, but a name that might play, uh, might actually bat at the top, is uh, Cooper Connolly, mm. actually, who's uh, a guy who could play a big part this season. We saw what he could do in the, the final, of course, uh, helped win the match there against the Heat, but he's someone I think he could be the breakout player, actually, for not only the Scorchers, but maybe even in the BBL um, with his pretty handy spin bowling. But he's got very aggressive batting, and he could be a chance to even open um, for the Scorchers. So I think, uh, yeah, I I think uh, Scorchers, no doubt, will be uh, a title contender. Fingers crossed for Cooper as well. Brisbane Heat uh, have the tough bit of four players missing out uh, their opening match because of the Prime Minister's 11 game. They'll be spurned on by the defeat in the finals to the Scorchers last year. Uh, Also going to have to fight a bit of late availability with some of the big names missing the finals as well. Yeah, I mean, look, they would be pretty gutted for what happened last season, of course. I mean, they were so close to to winning um, and uh, just fell short, it would have been quite an incredible uh, victory for them because they came through the, the long way. Um, but this season, I'm sure they want to start uh, a lot better than they did last year. And they've got uh, Colin Monroe and Sam Billings, who um, they kept. They, there was talk that they would have to choose between them in the draft, but they were able to retain. So they've also got a guy who could be quite interesting from uh, England, who's a pretty reliable player in domestic cricket over there, a guy called Paul Paul Walter, who mm. is a, a pretty aggressive middle order batter, who one of those uh, sort of specialist, uh, you know, T Twenty players now that's in vogue that probably most uh, people here have never heard of. Uh, he hasn't played <laughs> international cricket, but he's someone to watch out for because uh, yeah, the Heat probably won't have uh, Kawaja or uh, Labuschagne for most of the season. Uh, even though Labuschagne's probably not really a T20 specialist anyway, but uh, no, I think the the Heat will uh, will probably should make the finals at least. I would say. Uh, Adelaide Strikers, another team pinching a bit of Scorchers talent in search of the special sauce. Uh, this time they've taken David Payne. They'll miss Alex Carey during the Test series, but it looks like their three imports will be available for the whole season, which is pretty critical. It is, uh, but they're going to look uh, a little bit different without uh, Rashid Khan, of course, mm. uh, who's injured with a, a back injury and he's um, pulled out, unfortunately, of the BBL. I mean, that's just a, a huge loss for not only the strikers, but for the BBL as a whole. He's such a, a talisman and and uh, he really leads that attack. But 
Yeah, they've got some pretty impressive um, quicks themselves. I mean, they've got guys who South Australia have stacked with a lot of uh, young quick talent at the moment, and the strikers have uh, leaned towards them. Guys like Henry Thornton, who we saw last season, had that incredible five for three against the, the Thunder when they were bowled out for 15. Um, Brendan Doggett's had a very good um, shield season. He's very quick. He's another guy to watch out for. Um, and with the bat, uh, I mean, they're going to rely heavily with on Matthew Short, uh, who I believe um, is going to be named the captain mm. uh, of the Strikers. Uh, it's uh, with Travis Head, unlikely to figure in, in too many matches, of course, um, during the season. So uh, Matthew Short was the player of the tournament last summer, um, and uh, he he's uh, played for Australia recently in the, the T20I series in, in India. So he's a really uh, just all-round uh, T- T20 cricketer who can open the bowling with his spinners and also a very good fielder. So he's a, a player, another player who we should really keep an eye on because I think you might see him across um, formats for Australia in the future. And one last one before we let you go, Tristan, the Renegades or the Dad's Army, as uh, I've been calling them around the office. Uh, Quinton de Kock will join from the T10 comp. Uh, Siddle, Zampa, Finch, Marsh amongst the names on their roster. What are the hopes for those guys this season? Yeah, I mean, they've really lent on uh, experienced players. So. <laughs> We'll see how that strategy goes. I mean, it's uh, probably a little bit different to maybe some of the other teams who are leaning on perhaps youth. But, uh, yeah, Quentin de Kock uh, is obviously the the, the big name uh, marquee player overseas, uh, probably of the, the tournament, really. Um, but he's not going to play too many matches, I think, roughly around six uh, games. Um, and, yeah, with their, their attack, they've got Siddle and Zamper and... Um, uh, Nathan Lyon, we'll see how many games he plays. Um, he's been recruited there. So uh, interesting um, sort of uh, strategy from the Renegades. I mean, it will be uh, interesting to see how many games they, they do play and whether they can stand up. But their batting looks a little bit fragile. The, the guy I'm probably most interested in watching is Jake Fraser-McGurk, who we've seen absolutely light up uh, the Marsh Cup for South Australia this season, whether he can do it on the BBL stage um, will be really intriguing because he's got all the shots. He's an absolute uh, draw car when he's going. We haven't seen it yet in the BBL. Uh, Maybe this year is his time. Tristan, love your work, mate. Thanks so much for joining us on Sports Day WA. We'll uh, continue following it on ESPN Crick Info. No worries, Paul. Have a good one. That's Tristan Lavalette from ESPN Crick Info giving us a bit of a uh, preview for the Big Bash League a competition which gets underway tomorrow afternoon and also a bit of an insight into the Prime Minister's 11 match with uh, Pakistan getting to six for 324 at the end of day one. We'll be right back just after this on Sports Day and that was thanks to Chats with Mates. $20 off for five months with Mate Internet. Use the promo code SAVE20. That is S-A-V-E 2-0 with Mate Internet. Use promo code SAVE20 with Mate Internet and Sports Day. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. You can find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. We'll be back with some more Best 22 of 2023 just after this.
Welcome back to Sports Day. You've got Paul Heath with you this Wednesday afternoon. Keep the text coming on the temperate bedshed text machine. 0487 736 736 is the best place to do that. But now to save time and water, Irrigia is here with your sports news headlines. And Port Adelaide have re-signed midfielder Willem Drew until 2028. So a four-year contract for the 25-year-old, given he was already contracted for 2024, comes just after the power of locked-in Zach Butters until 2026 earlier in the week. Drew told the club's website that he's excited to be locked in at the club. He's uh, thrilled to have signed on and uh, loves what's going on at the club as well. But Connor Rosie now looms as the next big signature for the power, given he's out of contract at the end of the 2024 season. So there's some sports news headlines for you. Thanks to Irrigear. They offer their expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. All right, I'm not going to delay anymore because this is one of the bigger moments of 2023. I'm very, very excited to put this one straight in the middle of our best 22 of 2023. Let's just throw it back to about July this year during the Ashes, the second Ashes test, and then this happened. Green to finish and Bearsday ducks once more. That was closer to the body. Oh, and it's, well, there's a shout for a run out. Now that's going to be very interesting. Upstairs we go, Bearsday's out here. Bearsday's gone wandering down the track after the ball landed with Carey. And like you might see in junior cricket, Carey's thrown the ball onto the stumps, standing back. And it's immediately been sent upstairs. The question is, was the ball dead? Maria Rasmus, the third umpire, boy, oh boy, what a decision he has to make. If the ball wasn't dead, if that's the decision made by the third umpire, Bairstow's gone because he was way out of his crease. The only decision that Maria Rasmus has was the ball dead, was the over complete. Phil Long, Jeremy Coney, we have a few minutes ahead of us here. Your first impression, Phil. I imagine the finger's going up here. I think the finger's going up here. Carey will say he was still in the moment. Carey was simply completing the play. Oh, he's walked out early. Oh, he's walked out early. He's walked out early. Oh, yes, he's walked out. I mean, it's all going to be about the central umpire, Ashan Raza. Did he call over? Yeah, Cameron Green's still in yeah. his follow-through. There's no doubt about Bairstow being out of the crease. Bouncer. And he leaves the crease for no particular reason, marking his gut. He assumes it's the end of the over. Has he called over, though? The the, the umpire, the square leg umpire, will actually appoint, and he's actually walking in ready to commence the next over. But that's Chris Gaffney, who calls for it upstairs. My sense is this is going to be given out. We're on the screen, it's given out. It's a moment of controversy at Lords. The crowd are booing. We thought yesterday got people fired up around the cricketing world. Well, buckle up. This is going to be something. Bairstow's walking off the field for 10. This is going to be a moment that goes around the world. Six for 193. It's in the book. The crowd are angry. Run out by Alex Carey. Bairstow drifting out of the crease. The assessment of Maria Erasmus is that it comes before the over was officially complete and therefore the ball was live. Oh, what a moment. Absolutely, what a moment. And the, uh, yeah, the crowd chanting at the end. Typical Aussies always cheating. Yeah, but where's your spirit of cricket now, England? 
Wondering, wondering myself. But, uh, yeah, what a moment, absolutely. Johnny Bairstow being run out or stumped, depending on how you look at it or depending on how you feel about it, to be quite honest, because it was very polarising, that's for sure. Uh, if you're an Australian watching that late at night, you thought, how good is this? But if you were an English supporter watching that, you would have thought, this is the worst thing I have ever seen in front of me. But I put that moment well and truly right in the centre square for our best 22 of 2023. A couple others that will make it along with uh, Cooper Connolly's uh, efforts in the big big Bash League 12 final, the Diamonds winning the World Cup. Uh, also Harley Reid getting selected by the West Coast Eagles at pick one. And don't forget Angelo Matthews being timed out at the Cricket World Cup. They're all in the side alongside Sam Kerr's goal versus England and Glenn Maxwell's 201 not at the Cricket World Cup. But here's one from closer to home. A great moment involving, well, we had an, another award winner that we're talking about earlier today in Paul Hazelby. But what about when Damien Martin's number 53 was announced that that would be getting retired. On February 4th, they're actually going to retire another jersey of the Perth Wildcats, number 53, if you know who uh, who uh, wore that jersey a few years ago. Uh, Damian Martin, congratulations. You're going to have your jersey retired. It's been an honour to be your teammate, and uh, you know I'm proud to be able to be here today and, and, and honour you uh, with, with your jersey retirement. It's, uh, it's truly... Oh. What a very special moment. Oh. <laughs> Damien Martin didn't have a clue this was coming. How, how are you feeling, my friend? I'm actually tearing up a little bit. Um, oh, my gosh. Oh, I, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm actually really emotional. Uh, the club means so much to me. Um, yeah, I had no idea. I was excited because you walked into the studio, so it was just a nice surprise. Look. Look, the, some of the best years of my life were out on that court, playing for that team alongside guys like yourself. So I'm speechless. I'm, I'm completely shocked. I had no idea this was coming and overwhelmed, to be completely honest. So You know, I don't think we'll ever see another player like Damo um, and the way he impacted the game, not only from his leadership, but just uh, defensive. You know, you actually made me enjoy defense, um, you know, or probably made me a 10 times better defensive player. They used to tell people, Damian Martin can guard three people at one time. He can guard his man, <laughs> the man that's supposed to be getting the basketball, and then my man who was who was cutting to the basket as well. So uh, you see his family uh, walking in. They're all in. They, they do know. So you, uh, when uh, when you do call your your family and, uh, and let them know, know. Yeah. they, they <laughs> already know. Oh, this is absolutely beautiful. Thank you very much. I love that you're doing it this way. There he is, Damian Martin, getting the news from his uh, championship teammate, Sean Redditch, that the number 53 will be getting retired by the Perth Wildcats uh, February 4th in 2024. So some fantastic news. I'm not usually a big secrets guy, uh, not very good with keeping them, but uh, that one kept well and truly under my hat and one of the great days of radio I've been uh, lucky to be involved with. So uh, well done, D'Amato, and that uh, definitely gets a spot in our best 22 of 2023. And just a reminder, you can join the Red Army this NBL season by becoming a Perth Wildcats member today. So make sure you go and do that ahead of their road game this weekend, and then they're back home 
the week after in the jungle. Look forward to that. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. You can find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Still plenty of time to get your texts in on the temperate bed sheet, temperate bed shed text machine 0487 736 736. And Bedshed are the experts in temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases. Check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. We'll be back to wrap up Sports Day after this. Thanks for the company on Sports Day for this Wednesday afternoon. And just a reminder, we'll be with you a little bit earlier tomorrow at 1pm. We'll actually be opening up for Hayes and Mardo before they do the run home between 2 and 4. And then we get ourselves into the Big Bash. It begins every ball on SEN live across the summer. So make sure you tune in from about 1pm tomorrow afternoon to uh, get involved on all of the fun. But uh, thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Here's a bit of a sports news update on the way out of the door. Now, we brought you the score from the Prime Minister's 11 match versus Pakistan. We've had some texts come in about uh, how seven bowlers were used. Cam Green wasn't one of them. But we are all waiting for this vaunted bat-off between, you know, Cameron Brancroft and Matty Renshaw and Marcus Harris. So let's hear what former Australian wicketkeeper Brad Haddon had to say about the three playing together in the Prime Minister's 11 match. But this is the last chance they have to play some quality red ball to be a good batting surface. And, and let's see who, who aims up. Let's see who puts the, the runs on the board um, and, and takes that opportunity. Because the one unique thing about this game now, they know there's an opportunity after the New Year's test. So you, to, you just got to score runs. And getting selected in teams is, is sometimes you've got to be, it's got to be perfect timing. And, and for these um, four at the, the top of the order, if they score runs, they could find themselves playing a test match um, after the new year. I'm pretty confused by a lot of the comments around the place. That's Brad Haddon uh, on, you know, the opportunity that's ahead of Renshaw, Harrison, Bancroft, et cetera, playing for the Prime Minister's 11. Usman Kawaja's uh, comments on, you know, picking, you know, class over form have sort of thrown me off just that little bit. So not sure what they're going to be looking for, not sure what they're going to be after, but uh, we're going to find out in the next few weeks, that's for sure and certain. And that's thanks to Polaris. Polaris's plate clearance deals are on now. Save $2,000 on the Rager 1000 EPS, plus get $1,000 free accessories. And here's a quick community update. Thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with Department of Fire and Emergency services you can visit dfes.wa.gov.au and this community update is thanks to new fire coat the first paint proven to protect property in high risk fire conditions and it's available at bunnings warehouse you've been on sports day with paul heath for this wednesday afternoon back tomorrow on thursday from 1 p.m but on the way out of the door i thought it'd be interesting to hear from joel hamling he has left the uh, Fremantle dockers taken his talents over to sydney and he uh, has commented on playing and what it will be to play for the swans and his move there yeah, I think it just needed a fresh start, really. I wanted to get, to get out of Perth, to be honest. Um, we tried to get to Melbourne initially, and my partner's from Melbourne, so we've got a young baby who's 16 months old and, and tried to get out of Perth and closer to her family. So didn't quite eventuate, so we ended up in Sydney, and it's an hour from, from Melbourne, so we're really thankful to be here and really loving my time at the club so far. Yeah, body's feeling really good. I, um, I was quite lucky to have three years off from playing footy, so I feel like at 30 now my body's quite good. I, I don't have any soft tissue injuries, and I've mainly had impact injuries my whole career, so... 
um, the ankle's feeling really good, body's feeling good, and, and my mind's feeling good as well. So there's no reason why you know I can't get out there and play 22 games this year. Joe Hamling, former Western Bulldog, former Fremantle Docker, now Sydney Swan. Looking forward to seeing his work next year. This has been Sports Day. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. We'll catch you tomorrow.